Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. I want to talk this morning about this first reading. I absolutely love this story of David versus Goliath. I love the details. I love, you know, Goliath's taunting. I love David's response. I love his boldness. I love everyone. I love picturing everyone just staring at the scene on both sides, thinking, oh, this poor kid, he's about to get destroyed. I picture, I picture them uh, just like in the story of Tobit, right? I picture the people on the Israelite army just like, like, oh, well, someone better start digging his grave. I see someone digging the grave over there waiting for David. I just picture this as this incredible scene, right? And I'm, I'm not going to lie, I also love how the story ends. It's very rare do we get a story at Daily Mass where it ends with, and he unsheathed his sword, dispatched him, and cut off his head. And the church says, thanks be to God, right? <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Okay, so what's, what, how, what are we supposed to glean from this? So this is not just a, a great upset story. This is not like the biblical version of the 1980 Lake Placid Olympics, the, you know, the U.S. hockey team versus the Soviets, right? This unbelievable upset. Nobody saw it coming. Nobody thought that the, that day when Goliath stepped forward that, uh, you know, taunting David, nobody thought that David would be standing over his decapitated body. Nobody thought that that was going to happen, but... This story is so much more than an upset. It's, 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 a, it's prophetic and it's paradigmatic. It's both of these things. Again, just like we saw yesterday, right? The choosing of David, the choosing of the youngest, the choosing of the most unlikely. God's ways are not our ways. This sort of Davidic paradigm, we can put it this way, this, this way of working, it's, it's typical. It's how God works in salvation history. It's the way the Lord does things. Choosing the little, choosing the unlikely, choosing the small, choosing the, the shocking path. You know, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, how, how this plays itself out in, in the life of the church. I'm thinking about St. Maximilian Kolbe, for example, who said that uh, Mary, he said the Immaculata, she said that she reached into the garbage heap of souls and picked him out and chose him as an instrument of her, uh, of her grace and power. Or I think of St. John Vianney, who basically flunked out of seminary, and he became the patron saint of priests, right? Like, which gives all the seminarians a lot of hope, right? So the unlikely way is the way of the Lord. It's how God does things. He uses the very thing that we think that shouldn't work, that shouldn't be how things, that shouldn't be the way, and yet it's the way the Lord chooses, and he brings about an incredible uh, result. So what's the Lord saying to us? The Lord is saying to us, you have to learn, you have to realize that I slay giants in ways you can't fathom, in ways that you could never dream possible. He's saying, I chose David, my servant, the least likely from, you know, all external appearances. He was young, he was handsome, he was a boy, he was a shepherd, he wasn't a warrior. I chose him instead of any of his bigger, older, stronger brothers. I chose the the guy who played the harp and hung out with the sheep. I chose him. Why? Because in the kingdom of God, power is made perfect. And power is revealed through weakness. Majesty is revealed through humility. Bigness, bigness, and might is revealed through smallness. 
that glory is revealed through abasement. Life is revealed through death. It's, it's an upside-down kingdom, right? God's kingdom is an upside-down kingdom where the child leads the armies, where the virgin gives birth, and where the dead man lives. Like, that's the kingdom of our God. It's upside-down. We've got to get used to it. We've got to get used to it. Like the most powerful thing in the universe, it's not spear and sword and scimitar, right? As David says, you come out against me with spear and sword and scimitar, but I come out against you in the name of the Lord of hosts. The most powerful thing is not guns and bombs or nukes. It's not armies or warcrafts or airplanes. The most powerful force is love. The most powerful force is love because love made the universe. Love remade the universe. Love is the... It's at the very heart and center of everything that exists. Love is the most powerful. And love, love makes us weak. Love makes us little. Love makes us dependent. Love makes us poor, seemingly pathetic. Love makes us childlike. Love makes us little. And the Lord is saying, I need you to see, I need you to understand the heavenly logic of a shepherd boy, right, with a single stone taken down, the giant, because I will send, and I have sent, a new David, right? right? Just like Jesus is the new Adam, he's the new Moses, he's the new David. The Father said, I'm going to send a new David, my son, and he will be the little stone that will take down the greatest giant of sin and death and Satan. Goliath was nothing, Looming over humanity was sin and death and Satan. What would take that down? What would be the stone that would take that down? And we say, but stones don't kill giants, right? Stones can't kill giants. Spears kill giants. Swords kill giants. Swords, shields, armors, armor and armies, right? That's what kills giants. What can a little boy, a baby, lying in a manger do? What can... A carpenter's son do? What can a man dying on a cross really do? It doesn't, that doesn't look like a warrior. That doesn't look like a deadly weapon. He doesn't look like one who can take down the giants of sin and death and Satan. But he, he is the Father's unsheathed sword on the cross. That's who he is. He's the, as Fulton Sheen said, he's the great eagle unfurled on the cross for all the world to see. He's, he isn't a spear. He's a heart willing to be speared. The unlikeliest of weapons. He is the stone lodged in the giant's forehead because he's love. He's, he's the Father's heart. He, he is sheer vulnerability. You don't get weaker, you don't get poorer than a man dying on a cross. That's why he was so effective. We have to learn what slays giants, and we have to learn what slays dragons, the enemies of dragon. We have to learn what slays dragons. It's not the weapons of this world, but the weapons of Christ crucified, right? Love and patience and forbearance and long-suffering and tenderness and forgiveness and mercy and prayer and trust and littleness and childlikeness, all of these things. All of these are the things that are the stones that both we have in our pocket, and these are also the stones that we have to become. Because there, there are giants aplenty still in our world. There's battles aplenty still in our world. But until we learn to fight like God, we're never going to win. 
God fights by choosing the unlikeliest of paths. As I was praying again this morning, just thinking about all this, I, I was reminded again, I couldn't help but thinking of uh, J.R.R. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings. I don't know if you've read it, but it's, it's still my, some of my favorite books. Him and C.S. Lewis. But Tolkien, man, it wasn't the wizards, it wasn't the elves, it wasn't the dwarves, it wasn't the men, the bravest, the mightiest of men, the strongest of men. None of them were capable of carrying the ring of power into Mordor to destroy it. It was the little hobbit, Frodo Baggins of the Shire, the one you'd barely notice, the one who was so weak. Because he was so weak, he was the only one who was strong enough to carry the ring, to carry carry out the mission, and he destroys it. It's always the hobbits. It's always the hobbits. And everything, it's always the hobbits. Giants still fall if and only if we learn this logic, this logic of the upside-down kingdom, this logic that, that love is the most powerful thing. The little stones slay giants. Amen.